What's going on? Yep. So, here are two guys from New Jersey, South Jersey. South Jersey. My name's Reddy Wop. I'm Ando Fraud. We're calling this the Dead End Podcast with Reddy and Ando. Two guys from South Jersey talking about some sports. This is what we're about. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Giants fan, and we all know the Giants are better than the Eagles. We can all drop the charade. You know, we could just leave it to what it is. Last I recall, the Eagles, uh, you know, swept out the Giants this year. 30, what was it? What was the score in the playoff game, huh? Huh? It was 38-7. But as I recall, you guys just lost the Super Bowl. So, it's, we played this less amount of time. We had the same outcome. You guys could be NFC champs all you want. Same outcome. We got Good no points. Good point. Nah, but... We're uh we're just two sports fans bringing together uh some stuff about the stuff we love and some opposition on some opinions. Obviously some NFC East opposition. Oh yeah, definitely NFC East opposition. But I also think that we have different tastes on what we think is the future of the NFL, what we think has has left, what we think the, the game is turning into. Definitely, and we're definitely adults here, so drink responsibly. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We're not sponsored by anybody, but shout out to Miller Lite. Shout out to Bud Light Limes. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, we uh, we definitely have some interesting takes on football where we definitely mm-hmm. agree uh, about, I think, a lot of things, truly, mm-hmm. but then obviously disagree things. Yeah. Like, for, ex- for example... Justin Herbert, you're high on. I'm, I'm high not on. high on. You know, that's that. But all at the same time, we kind of agree. Like, Giants shouldn't sign Saquon. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get all into that yep. as it goes on. This is off the rip. This is the first time we're ever attempting this stuff. Take so number one. Let's have that. Take it. number one. The dead end. The dead end, boys. The dead end, boys. Hamilton, shout out. Shout out to H. All right, well. It's in the Super Bowl territory now. Yeah, that's the. So we talk it just re- happened. We talk Re- reactions. We talk. What are the takeaways from an Eagles fan? What are the takeaways from your Super Bowl? As an NFL fan, what are the takeaways from the Super Bowl? Yeah, definitely. I um, as as the Eagles fan, listen, I was saying this the whole time, the whole playoffs. I just wanted it to be, if the Eagles were to go for it to be a good matchup. No disrespect. But I was happy it was one versus one, the best two teams in the league, not a one versus seven matchup mm-hmm. yeah. and all that, not one versus five, et cetera. Uh, granted, I think the Eagles could have beaten the Bills and the Bengals way easier than it would have been against the Chiefs, but... I actually disagree with that take. I think it would have been at least the same level of game with the Bengals. I think the, the Bengals have weapons that I don't know if you guys would be able to stop Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Mixon. Is that offensive line shaky at best? Yeah, I would say that. That's that's exactly where I would say that's... that's and where you guys there's a lot of talk about the surface of the Super Bowl field. 
and both teams played on it, so it wouldn't have changed. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the Chiefs have a way better offensive line than the Bengals, and the Bengals are banged up. So I don't even think they had a they would have had a hundred percent offensive line going yeah. into the Super Bowl. So I think regardless of how the field conditions were, we would have definitely been able to get pressure and get home on Joe Burrow. Where Pat Mahomes, let's be real, he's a magician. He's just a flat-out magician. He he makes throws where he's not even looking that way. He's he's doing everything that just – he's Houdini. I equate him to Tom Brady. I say he is modern Tom Brady, but, but with the legs. He has the better legs, and he's got the better weapons at all times. I agree. Their play styles are so different. But their imprint on the game is 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 where I feel like they truly match. It's like Tom Brady. If you're going against Tom Brady in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, you know that Tom Brady is going to make a lasting imprint on that game. People are going to look back at the game and go, "Well, Tom Brady did this." Tom Brady, and it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Evident by what what the Super Bowl just was, and it, it's also what they make their weapons to be. You look at, at, at the Chiefs going in that game. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony. yes, you have Travis Kelsey. But those wide receivers are not bona fide Super Bowl receivers. Well, if you line them up against the Eagles with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, if you just go wide receiver to wide receiver, Eagles have them, the Eagles have out, them outclassed by every stretch. Even, even if Miko Hardman was, was playing, playing – you still would say Eagles had the better two compared to their two. Now, Absolutely. better three, I'm not high on Quez Watkins anymore. Ooh, you lost, you lost a favor for Quez Watkins. He wasn't good. I know he said he was playing through a shoulder injury for the after the Titan game he got hurt in, I think. And Well, there was, there was he, the one catch oh, on like the second quarter that I feel like he should have made. The it, second or third quarter? It was um it was later in the game. It went right through his hands. It was yeah. deep ball. Yeah. You got to catch it. Injury or not. That, you got to There catch was that no – the, the arms of the defending guy was – they weren't there. Like, yeah. You got to be able to catch that. And to me, that's a need for the Eagles in the offseason to go, whether it's a draft pick or it's free agency, you got to get a better number three. A guy who could play the slot. Not saying Christian Kirk, but you need a guy who can who plays that role. Yeah. And and Christian Kirk is grossly overpaid. He's absolutely he but is. Jacksonville had to do it. But back to the Super Bowl. I think if you line up um even the Bills, Josh Allen's a turnover machine. After Dabble leaving, he he turned the ball over a lot this year. Yeah. And I think, and we've talked about this off screen, he, to me, is Carson Wentz without the injury, but wait till the athleticism goes. Yeah. Then what is he? I know Josh Allen is a good quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him. But he could have been, he, they could have been had the Bills to, in my eyes. Yeah, they got Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they got Dawson Knox. Yeah, they have... Um, Great defense, and especially with guys like Tremaine, all right, Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, Tredarius White, Jordan Poirier, this that Matt Milano, this that and the other. I'm I'm an on and off fan of Gabe Davis. 
Cat Gabriel Davis going into the year. He I, was the god. He was the sleeper pick from all the fantasy. And, and was, from that, but he standpoint. was the sleeper pick because of that playoff game where he had the three mm-hmm. touchdowns and the huge, massive game. Do I think he's that? No, I don't. Do I think he's a serviceable number two? Absolutely. I think he. I think he's Devonta Smith, without the high pointing of the ball. But he's got the size, though. He's got the size to do it. To he do just it. needs to learn how to properly do it. I just don't think he can high point a ball with the best of them. I think you put him on a number five corner and you ask him to high point the ball, it's not going to happen. No, I, I I, definitely think next year is are we going to see superstar Gabe Davis or are we going to see complimentary wide receiver Gabe Davis? If we see complimentary wide receiver Gabe Davis, I don't think he, he stays there. I think there there's a disconnect. I think he he knows he's capable of doing grade A level work. A a you know high end B. I think he could be a wide receiver one low end. I think he will wide receiver two fairly high end. But do the Bills the Bills already have a bunch of money invested in Josh Allen. They're going to have to get a running back this year. If they draft a running back they can put contract talks off later. But if they get a guy like a Saquon, an Alexander Madison, a Tony Pollard, they're going to have to pay that dude. What about James Cook? I think James Every time I've seen him, he's done something wrong. And I feel bad for the guy because I, I actually really like him as a running back. But I've seen him you know, put the ball in the carpet. I've yeah. seen him not make... Not hit holes when he needed to, but he's also had some decent games. How do you feel about him? I I truly do not think he's a certified RB one. Do I? I believe Alexander Madison can be a certified RB one. I think Tony Pollard can definitely be a certified RB one. What about in a year or two from now? Same sediment. I think he has a lot of work to put in. He's got to work on ball security. He's got to work off bouncing off tacklers. I feel like he's fairly quick to go down. And maybe that's, uh, he's worried about injury. Maybe he's worried about, but the guys like Dalvin Cook, the guys like Joe Mixon even, the guys like uh, Najee Harris, they bounce off tacklers. It's, it's, one guy's not going to take you down. It's going to take two, three, a swarm of tacklers. To get you down, I don't. I don't know if James Cook has that. He's a, a fairly skinny running back by NFL standards. I don't think he's strong enough to fight through things that a guy like even Alexander Madison, who also is kind of undersized, can do. I think Alexander Madison learned behind Dalvin for as long as he did to learn how Dalvin's ability to bounce off guys. You throw your body in there, and what is it, what's going to happen when a guy's coming at you, and you you throw a little body into it? You're going to bounce off. If you stay limp and you let the guy bring you down, the guy's going to bring you down at the end of the day. No, that's um, I mean you're you're right. <laughs> that's those are all good points about it. I think, you know, and maybe it's because he's got the Cook last name and he's the brother of Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I think. With the proper work, and especially in such a high-power offense, I think he doesn't have to be an all-pro. 
but he can definitely rush for a thousand yards, you know, and be better. Which I think Devin Singletary had a good year this past year. Don't get me wrong, but I think he could be better than that. I think what they're missing is truly a three down back. Yeah, it's they, uh, they've never had one, it, well, at least while Josh Allen has been there. You need a three down back in an offense like that because you look at all these offenses that have two down backs and stuff like that. When you, on third down, what are you looking at? You're looking at the running back. Which running back's going to come in? Is it one of your running backs? Like, I'll even, I'll say the Chiefs for argument purposes. Do you see Isaiah Pacheco come in? Or do you see Jarek McKinnon come in? Because you see Jarek McKinnon come in, you kind of, not necessarily completely, but you think, oh, maybe pass. You think no, Isaiah, you see Isaiah Pacheco come in and you think, oh, well, they can do just about anything with this kid. Well, they, they definitely addressed that with Naeem Hines. Yeah. They did. They, but Can't remiss that. They did but, bring him in, but I, again, not a Buffalo fan, so I didn't watch their games closely. But I, to me, I would think, but it plays to your point, though. Like, if, they, if you bring in Naheem Hines, you're going, oh, it's a passing. It's a passing down. They're going to pass. Yeah. Like, you know it, it's not going to be a run with Naheem Hines. As much as Naheem Hines is a bona fide player, and, and, and he's good in his own right, he's not that tier. And I'm going to say something super controversial, and if anybody that's a San Francisco 49ers fan watches, oh, they're not going to like this. Buffalo, to me, is exactly what San Fran was if Brock Purdy was healthy, a team that could be had. They, nothing, especially with how the Eagles ran their offense this year, told me that, they can't do it against them, evidenced by the beatdown of San Francisco in the championship game because we can talk all we want about them playing on Josh Johnson, a career journeyman. We can talk about that, but they gave up 31 points. They couldn't stop us. You yeah, know, That, that like, defense just didn't show up the way it was expected to in that game. And what, it was expected to at least be a close game at halftime and on, and it wasn't. Well, admittedly, it was. It, like, it was. You, it saw, was, you it, saw the game. It, it turned in literally a minute and 30 seconds. I was at the championship game, season ticket holder, proud of it. I was at the championship game, and it was close until it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it was a close game, and then we got the ball, we, we took a. I don't know if it was seven something minute drive, all the way down the field, got seven, took the lead. It was fourteen seven. Josh Johnson fumbles. We get the ball, score again before half, twenty one seven. Then the game is pretty much over. Um, if you're watching that game, it wasn't a close game. We all know who the better team on that field was from the fucking kickoff. Yeah, and that's the, that's the side of it that I wish I could have had to see what it was like seeing it. When you're not there, yeah. But the the fallout from the the Niners, man, it, it like such. I hate to. I'm not gonna say this. I am gonna say it. I hate to say it. Such a loser move from the players to the fan base. Like I'm active on Eagle social media. All I got spammed with 
after that game up into the Super Bowl, and even after we lost, was 49er fans, how this was robbed from them. We suck, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? That's what happens when you don't activate Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. on a do-or-die week. You know what I mean? But but the, the fallout from it was, yeah, you guys might have lost your quarterback, but you were this great defense. The Eagles kind of took apart this great defense, and there's you, like we're not like we're, I think the large sediment was they didn't have Brock Purdy, so that's why we won. But no one's remembering we put up 31 against their big bad defense, and I was saying this oh, the whole time leading up to that game. Who have they played down the stretch? Nobody. Nobody, and they gave up points. The mm-hmm. team, the only team that gave them a, cha- a like a challenge, truly was Seattle and. The Raiders. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders, and the Raiders gave Raiders you a damn, challenge. And the Raiders with Jarrett Stidham damn near beat them. Yeah. You know, like, so I, it, and I, sa- I said this, it all reminded me of 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the Vikings, how they were the big bad defense. We came in and they, they ran right into the brick wall. And that's exactly what San Francisco did. And that's what, if we played the Bills, I share that. We could have went toe-to-toe with them, and I think we would have stopped Josh Allen. He would have made a mistake. I think with the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, their defense was good. I don't think Joe Burrow would have had a good game. I th- I think we would have actually gotten to him and sacked him because he's not the Pat Mahomes who does it, makes magic mm-hmm. out of nothing. Unfortunately, we played Pat Mahomes, and what – as an Eagles fan pisses me off, is a lot of people dismissed that part of the Chiefs. A lot of our fans are, and I get it, you're an Eagles fan, so you're happy. You're here in the Super Bowl. You are you think you could beat the Chiefs. That's fine. But you got to be level-headed in a way. And that's when the Chiefs won. I was like, oh man, here comes the boogeyman. You know, because Pat Mahomes... He doesn't have to have a good roster, and this is why I say he's like Tom Brady. He doesn't have to have Tyree Kill. He doesn't have to have Travis Kelsey. He could have me and you out there, and we would look like superstars because he is just that good. He is what Brady was in at that time frame back in the 2000s. He is just that good of a quarterback, and obviously as the results showed, yeah, the Eagles stopped him, what? twice and one was a field goal that bopped off the post so that's not really stopping him Mm -hmm. look at what happened in the second half of this game touchdown 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 field goal like yeah there's something to be said about a quarterback of that stature and pat mahomes i'm sorry you want to say who's better he is the flat out number top quarterback in the league and it's not a competition and truly i believe he will be the top tier quarterback in the nfl for the next 10 years easily especially with quarterback lifespans no issue and but he's doing this with no weapons yes you can say Kadarius tony i'm a giants fan so obviously i'm biased toward Kadarius tony Kadarius tony's healthy once every 18 weeks so whatever you have Juju Smith-Schuster, you have Kadarius Toney, yes, you have Travis Kelsey, who's, I think, at this point now, with two rings, 
Hall of Famer, flat out, yeah, flat out Hall of Famer, now vying for and puts himself in the top five Tony, ever. He's he's putting himself in Tony Gonzalez range, a flat out. I mean, like he, by the time he hangs it up, he might be the best tight end to ever ever play. And like, let's be real, Travis Kelsey is like, you ever draft a tight end and use him properly, mm-hmm. he is like, he is a wide receiver. He's a blocker. He's mm-hmm. he's whatever you need him to be as a tight end. He's that extra weapon. You can line up four wide receivers, then there's Travis Kelsey, yeah. and you got to double him, mm-hmm. not the wide receivers, him. You you know walking into a game if you're playing against Travis Kelsey, you can't put a linebacker on him. That's not nearly enough. You got to bring down a safety. You got to add a slot corner to it. You got to give him go because he's faster than you expect. He's way stronger than you expect. And he's a good route runner. On top of like, hey, we walk out there with a full wide receiver set and Travis Kelsey on the inside. We can still run the ball. I'm sorry, but like Creed Humphrey's a dog. Like we can walk out there and we can make this shit happen. Yeah, and that... um. That leads us uh, right into the first half. So the first half of the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts. I know I'm biased. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a I'm a day one Jalen Hurts supporter. But Jalen Hurts proved, I think, if he needed to prove it at all to anyone, that he is that guy. He proved it to me. About half, a little shorter than halfway through the season, because my my whole thing with Jalen Hurts was he can't push the ball down the field. He can't be accurate and push the ball down the field. He missed a lot of receivers deep last year, and I was like, well, why is this happening? This year he came out and did it in in situations where I'm like, I don't think he can make that throw, but he did. And you know what's funny about last year? What? He did make those throws accurately. The problem was. Our receivers would run out of bounds, yeah. and then he would come back and play, and catch the ball, and then that's a flag. I think that that's the Eagles fan perspective. Cause I that's think the Eagles fan who goes to the game that sees it. I think there was times down the field. Absolutely, he would miss where he would have to push it fifty yards on the field, and he would completely miss by five, six, seven yards. And what I'll say with that is, and this will wind us back a second. He has a better deep ball than Carson Wentz because. Every time Carson went through a deep ball as an Eagles quarterback, it would be an overthrow. Or it, you'd be like, he's got it, but he's just missing. And that's that's not from a after-the-fact, not liking Carson Wentz perspective. That's just, I've seen it. I've go to the games. I witness it. And he would just miss the guys where you'd be like, especially like 2017, 20, maybe not 2017, but 2018, 2019, where he'd throw the ball up. We brought Alshon Jeffrey in for a reason to go get those balls. He would miss them. You know, like, I think to me he's got Jalen Hurst's better deep ball because he just gets it at the right spot at the right time. To me, the Allens, the Burrows, the Mahomes, they whiz the ball. That's mm-hmm. fine. You don't have to whiz a ball to be a good quarterback. Jalen Hurst can get it up there, get it in the air, get it down the field at the and just put it in the right spot. Yeah. And to me, this year, and maybe it's because of A.J. Brown, the Obviously. acquisition of A.J. Brown. It's a big part. But they were able to make that work a lot more. But 
We also have Devontae Smith, who was doing the same things. Even Quez Watkins had his moments. You know, Miles Sanders had a couple moments. Mm-hmm. You know, he... You know how I feel about Devonta Smith. I will forever be mad that you guys traded up with Dallas, and Dallas decided, hey, fuck the Giants. We're just going to let them have this. And why did we not draft Micah Parsons when they literally backed away from us and said, have that whatever you want that's on the board? I'll tell you exactly why. David Gettleman. Yeah, David Gettleman was an issue. I've been, I had been telling you for years that David Gettleman just needs to get the fuck away from this franchise to allow us to be the team we need to be. Did David Gettleman do some, some good things in his time there? Yes, he did. But like he made a lot of mistakes. You can you can't you can never negate the mistakes he made. Do I think the fields Agreed. do I think the fields trade was good for us letting the letting the Bears trade up and get fields? That was a great trade. I think it was a great trade. Thibodeau. But That's... but we have to Kadarius Tony. Who Kadarius Tony, a bona fide college wide receiver star, has the talent to be a guy clearly. Is Can't somewhat of a guy either. at Kansas City, but I just don't think he's the type of wide receiver the New York Giants needed. As they an need Eagles a fan, bigger body that can go up and get the ball. As an Eagles fan, that was the best draft pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I sat there and was like, "Thank God, thank God." I would have traded out of that pick too if I was the Giants. Like, what are you looking at on that board that you're like, "I need this pick right now to draft Kadarius Tony." Kadarius Tony's the type of guy that you hit him in the flat and you let him make his own play. But for a team that doesn't have a bona fide receiver, yes, you still had paid uh, Galladay all this money to be the man that he currently is, which, believe me, I, I was a big supporter of that deal. Do I think that deal turned out to be terrible for the New York Giants? Absolutely, I do. He's... Shown that he's not willing to put in the work. And you need a guy, if, especially if you're paying him that handsomely, that needs to be able to put in that work. Can't be a joke. Can't be out there catching, you know, six balls a year and, and making an astronomical amount of money. Do I, was I happy when they drafted Gallaudet, when they traded for Galladay? Absolutely. Because I was like, oh, Galladay's going to be this guy. Galladay's going to be the guy he was in Detroit. And he showed up and said, nope, I'm not going to be that guy. I got my money. I'm good. I'm going to sit back and chill. Which he made, he made an $18 million catch this year, and that was about it. But That, that catch? No, that catch? That, oh, it was a great catch. It showed you what Kenny Galladay could be if he cared enough. Yeah. And, it's evident he doesn't care. I, I don't know why he came to our franchise to go, hey, I don't give a fuck about any of you guys. Fuck this team. He got his bag. Yeah. Well, I wish I was getting a bag like that to just not do shit. If we could wind it back, though, to Kazarius Tony, and I know hindsight's always, like, you can always yeah. look back and say, oh, what we could have done. But seriously, Kazarius Tony at 20, I remember... I, saying like that was a pick kind of not out of left field but like that's not the you had better options on the board as I, as a Giants fan I will say it reminded me of the JJ Ortega Whiteside 
pick. Pain and suffering. Yeah. Oh, no, it reminded me of that. Um, Cause I'm like, what is this kid even about? And then I, I looked at his tape. You know, I obviously he's a Giants draft pick. I gotta see what he's about. And he just, you know, obviously has big playability. But how many of his routes were caught 30 yards down the field? He's an undersized receiver. He can't. He he can beat people with speed, but his bread and butter is getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage and making something happen. So, we'll list off a couple of notable picks. Quiddy Pay is the pick right after. That would have been a great pick for the Giants. Yeah. Caleb Farley. I'm not a Tennessee Titans fan. I don't think I've seen him Caleb do anything. Farley. At the time, even though he was he's, hurt. and He's a better corner than the Giants have outside of Dory Jackson. And Christian Darisaw. Which could have allowed you guys to not draft Evan, Evan Neal and, and go somebody somewhere else. Najee Harris, you don't need him. Yeah, you have do. Saquon. Yeah. Travis Etienne, you don't need him. Greg Newsom the second. I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, but I don't know much about him. He probably would have been better than yeah. what you had. He's an interior D lineman, right? Greg Newsom, cornerback. Who am I thinking of? That's an interior D lineman. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Rashad Bateman. Would have been better than Kadarius yeah, Tony. Probably. Let's be real. Yeah, bigger body. Um, Greg Russo. That's, oh, that's the end from Buffalo. Buffalo. He's, he's a, a dog. He's a dog. Um, Elijah Moore in the second round. Javante Williams. Uh, Javon Holland. Mm-hmm. He's a dog. Yeah. Um, Landon Dickerson. Oh, I, yeah. I, Eagles hit a home run with that. Well, he had, he had the the twenty CL right. Yeah, he had the in college, and that's why he had a Alabama kid, right? Yeah, he had a couple knee injuries that yeah that, that people were like red flag, red flag, yeah. and he's, that's what drops him. He's been healthy for us, which is like the best outcome. The best outcome, yeah. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. Ooh, you guys obviously got Ojolari in the second round. So. Yeah, Ojolari is a good pick, but that man and Creed Humphrey an... went about thirteen yeah. picks after. Yeah. But, but it it just goes to show there were better players on the board. There was with Tony. Um, I, I thought they should have traded out of that pick, got doubled up on second rounds, or get a second round and and a second or third round of next year, and just keep backing down the board. Like, I I don't know how high they were on Tony, but I wasn't. I didn't think he was a bona fide first round pick, but. You know, the team draft, who they draft. And as a fan, you got to just accept it and, and hope for the best. But Kadarius Tony was a failed experiment. Yeah, uh, especially, you know, a year after the second season of his career. And he's um, he's gone. And you know, he's got a ring. And it's not with the team that drafted him. I, I got to be honest, as much as I hate the Eagles... And I wanted the Chiefs to win that. Part of me is mad that Kadarius Tony got a ring. I would be mad. I don't too. feel like he deserves it. Like, well, yes, he, you he, scored a touchdown in the bowl, cool, but like, nah, you don't deserve that. How how many games did you sit out injured for the New York Giants for you to just walk in and be like, oh well, you know, I did a little bit. How many games did he play for the Chiefs? Four. He played like the one game, had a touchdown, 
then and sat out with a hamstring injury till the playoffs, then played in the playoffs and was average, and then scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And, and, and like, yeah, there's guys like Melvin Gordon. There's guys that walk in and just go, I'm not even a part of this, really. But I'm just going to hang on and get a ring. But, like, do you really deserve that ring? Yeah, that's a valid point. And as a Giants fan, I mean, I would, I'd be thinking the same thing. I, w- I wouldn't be happy that he got a ring because, yeah, he had his moments with Kansas City, but it was a failed Giant pick, so yeah. how could you be happy? So we'll go into the Super Bowl. First. And then ju- ju- just as a, as a point to this, I hope you see this podcast. I've DM'd you multiple times on Instagram. Hey, Eli Apple, go fuck yourself. Talk about failed Giants draft picks. Apple. On that note. <laughs> nah, but let's go into the Super Bowl. For, first quarter. Jalen Hurts rushes for the touchdown. Go up 7-0. Fast start. Fast start As an Eagles fan, we're happy. This is exactly what you need. Can, Kansas yeah. City decided to kick the ball off. We take the ball. Because they, they won the toss. They deferred. They, they deferred. We take the ball. Absolute. 100% start you want exactly. in the Super Bowl. You, you get want, it and you score. If a team defers, what do you want to go, go down there? You want to march down take, and take that lead and, and to hand me, the ball back. I get deferring because there's been games mm-hmm. this year where the Eagles have deferred. They've scored before halftime. They've gotten the ball and they've scored seven again. And you swing a game that way. Mm-hmm. But okay. in the Super Bowl, I was as happy as could be that Kansas City won and deferred. Really? We, we got the ball. It's all about how you start. If you let Pat Mahomes get hot early, and granted, he scores later in the quarter, but you it's Pat Mahomes. You take every chance to get points, and we did. And It's essentially punching him in the mouth by going, hey, we got seven. You got to go out there and get seven. Yeah. Like, you're setting the and pace it, for the and game. And against a guy like that, it was the same thing with Tom Brady. You, you, you got to score. Like, there is no – when we played them last year – we were able to score with them. The only difference was they never punted the ball that game, and they scored touchdowns. We traded touchdowns for field goals. Yeah, what did we lose? 42, 35, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was never close. Like, yeah. when they would score a touchdown, yeah, we'd go and score too, but it'd be a field goal. This was the this was the game where it was like, you got to get seven. Well, those were the Tyreek Hill days. It was. It was Tyreek so, Hill. I remember that game. What happened at the end of that game? When it was a tight game. They threw the ball up. A bomb. Tyreek Hill found it. Right in my end zone. And took it to the grip. Right in my face. Because when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, it's like, no matter how many you're down, if your defense can make one stand, you can be down 14 points and you can close that gap mighty fast. Would a guy not like Tyreek Hill... It, it just shows how Pat Mahomes is such a good quarterback to take what I would say is lackluster receivers. Would Juju Smith-Schuster be the number one wide receiver on the Giants? Absolutely. But he's also not that good. Neither is Kadarius Toney. He's he's a poor man's number two, a high-end number three. Yeah. And, and, and Pat Mahomes can walk into a Super Bowl with that being his number one receiver? And win the game? Testament to what we've talked about Pat Mahomes right there. Pat Mahomes is next level, and he's the next generational talent. Yes, sir. He, um, 
it's we can talk all we want about Pat Mahomes and at that point right there like he just it doesn't matter who his receivers are he's 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 got it he's golden and evident I mean we scored and he hit Travis Kelsey yeah on a bomb and I was I was livid absolutely livid about it and um he tied it right up first quarter goes seven seven can't be yeah. mad yes you're in a tight game you're moving what I a quick point I want to make has Lane Johnson always done that where he looks like he falls starts just about every single play, but he is so in tune with the ball. The ball starts moving. That man's out of his stance, drop-stepping, looking to throw punches. I think there's an article about tackles tipping what they do Mm -hmm. by the way they stance. The way he's able to time on the snap count is incredible. incredible. Like, So it's funny. As an Eagles fan, you know when he's standing up, it's always a pass. Mm -hmm. It's almost always a pass. And when he's lower to the ground it's a run but the way he on the especially the pass plays how he times it and and i know exactly what you're talking about i called it out that should have been a false start Mm -hmm. we got away with one he did it all game though it's not like that was to me that was the worst one though the first one the the first one where we were like nah that ain't it because um kansas Kansas city got called for it and and i admit that one was worse than lane johnson's though you know? I, I was watching the game. Shout out Miller Light. And I immediately went, that's a false start. And then they broke it down, and the ball literally, Kelsey moved the ball maybe half an inch, and this man is out of his stance backpedaling already. And I'm like, what? Like, he is, like, and they, I saw a thing they were talking about, when you're an offensive lineman, you got to act like a center. Mentality-wise, as soon as you hear the cadence of, the ball's supposed to be snapped. Start moving. Yeah, and he's... he he takes that to a whole nother level, a level I I don't think I've ever seen from an offensive lineman. Yeah, he's 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 so good at that, and that's why when he decides to hang it up one day, it's going to be a huge loss unless they they fill that hole because he is just he's he's just so good. Like as, there there's just nothing else to say about as it. As much as he's been hurt. Throughout he, his career, he flat he out fights through, trucked right through an injury. Yeah, just just for this run, yeah. and and you gotta respect it. You, you have you gotta to respect, respect it. it, and and the ability he was able to play to shut down your offensive line mm-hmm. or sorry defensive, defensive line. line, and then he ha- he and then the shut had- down Nick Bosa. He, but he had Kayvon Thibodeau, which Kayvon Thibodeau, yes, he's a rookie. Yes, he uh, he's it's he a little easier, and, and and it's a little that, easier to shut down a rookie. But then, and then to shut down Nick Bosa, oh, who didn't huge. do, he had nothing. I don't even think he ended up having any hurries on the quarterback. Like, he played at such a high level. And I don't think, what, Jalen Hurts gets sacked once, maybe, that game? Two sacks? I, I thought... He played, at, he played at such a high level that allowed us to, um, to make this run. And then in the Super Bowl... He 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 did his job with his injury and and he, there's it's hard to even look at him and say a, say a bad thing. Oh you no, know? yeah. It's he he was one of those spots that you say, man, if we run it back, you need him at the helm. Absolutely. And 
I think coming into this year, I was very down on Lane Johnson. I thought with all the injuries he's went through, with everything, he's aging. I thought this is going to be the first year that you see Lane Johnson not be Lane Johnson. And boy, was I wrong. Like, he, a bona fide right tackle. And then you have Mylotta on the left side. Having bona fide tackles like that gives nothing but confidence to Jalen Hurts to be like, hey, on the outside, I'm not really going to get beat. I got to worry about the inside. Oh, hey, if I roll out to my right, I know Lane Johnson will cut, cut, to, cut the angle off and not let that end get out to me. And I want to say, I think the Eagles have done two things. Maybe not. One of them is not for this year, but two things that are going to shape future of the NFL. One, guys like Jordan Mailata, oh, yeah. European guys, Australian guys who are physical specimens. That And this is a testament to offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland. Thank God we're keeping him around. Um, taking guys like this as a late draft pick and developing them into what they are. And then a second thing, quarterback sneaks. The Eagles have absolutely... The, the greatest quarterback sneak that has ever graced the Eagles NFL. Eagles have changed the NFL with this. The fact oh, 100%. Every team is going to be doing that. You see how low... And and not, not a hate on Jason Kelsey. He's old. How does he get that low? That man's face mask is a foot off the ground, and he be driving them legs. And Jalen Hurts, obviously, is a stacked man. He's got some, some big legs. Shout out New Heights podcast, especially the one with their father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. That's exactly why he's doing what he's like, doing. He It's just an incredible, like, for his age to be moving the way he moves is incredible. And, and that is... That's a jersey that you're gonna have to put in the rafters. That's no. Question. That's a jersey I would buy. Like, I, I've made some mistakes buying jerseys. Travis Fulgham, for example. I have a lot of jerseys I regret. Jason Kelsey is one of those legacy jerseys you buy, even if you're a casual fan. That's the guy you're buying. You know, like yeah. he he is the glue, and if he runs it back, granted, as an Eagles fan, we drafted his replacement. He flat out drafted his replacement he Mm -hmm. they asked him they consulted him he was part of the scouting cam jurgens he is that next all pro center in my opinion he played so well in his limited spots this year he's going to be that guy but jason kelsey he's the glue you talk about lane johnson jordan mylotta landon dickerson isaac samalo that line it all starts with jason kelsey our running game this year, we broke a record for rushing touchdowns in the season. Did or, you really? I think so. Or we have at least a franchise that's record. Cool. 39 rushing touchdowns. Crazy. That's that's nuts. Like, you don't see that. Absolutely. We had two guys that were 10-plus, Miles yeah. and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, it all starts with the line. And, like, let's be real, any NFL fan knows the Eagles have a great offensive line, but it all starts there. And it all starts with Kelsey and Al. And Especially all, how tenured he mm-hmm. is, how how much of a veteran he is. You know he behind the scenes he's coaching that entire offensive line. Almost entirely himself. Obviously, the offensive line coach is a part of it. 
the offensive coordinator is a part of it. But at the end of the day, what are those young players doing? They're looking at their vet. And who's probably every single one of their vets? Jason Kelsey. Absolutely. He just moves in a way that you you can't hate. No, and 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 he's the day he calls he hangs it up is going to be a sad day because sad day as an Eagles fan. Oh, happy day as a Giants fan, may I add? Because I'm going to be excited for whoever takes this spot because they're any never going to crack in the line, cheese. right? Yeah, any crack in the line, I, I will take. If it has to be Dexter Lawrence getting the quarterback every play, cool. Like that, that's what it is. But um, nah, it's a. Uh... He he, and when we talk about the quarterback sneaks and we're talking about the runs, it's very apparent and it showed up in the Super Bowl, especially with Jalen Hurts and when he took off. So, we move on to the second quarter. So we're at seven 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 seven. That's the first. Her Jalen Hurts does a bomb to AJ Brown. Yeah, bomb. Bomb. 45 yards. I can't tell you how high I jumped up in the air when it happened. I ended up fucking knocking over it. My tall boy, my tall boy, <laughs> Bud Light Lime. It's shooting everywhere. I was so mad at the mo- in the moment about that, but I was at the same time I was jumping up and down, running around in the living room. But um, it was a. Uh, it, that was one of those with a bad shoulder. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Showed you, he still got. He's he's playing through it, but he can. He can still got it. He hit the bomb, and then we talked about it at the draft when they drafted for AJ Brown. What, what was the first thing I texted you? I'm mad jealous that you guys just went and got AJ Brown because I wish we would have went and got AJ Brown, but you guys saw a need. And went, how do we want to fill this? Do we want to fill this with a guy that we draft and coach up for th- two, three years for him to become this bona fide guy? Or do you just want to go get a bona fide guy and have Devonta Smith and have a guy like Quez Watkins who can learn behind an A.J. Brown? You're going to learn how to be more physical. You're going to learn how to run routes a little bit crisper. You're going to learn. And he's obviously... Now, at least, a top seven wide receiver, questionably top five in my head, looking at NFL wide receivers. What do the Giants have? Isaiah Hodgins? Sterling Shepard on two major injuries. Sterling Shepard's a free agent, and apparently there's no really, there's no big talks about bringing him back. Odell Beckham Jr. round two? No, ma'am. I cannot, I cannot. What about Darius Slayton, though? He's shown that he's becoming Evan Ingram 2.0 with his dropped passes. and I, That I drop pass, that. I will say, back to last year, what was it, against Washington? Uh, the Green, yeah. That was the, that where was he, the where game he dropped the shit lost, on the goal line? And you ended up losing on the field mm-hmm. goal that got the flag by the slightest movement. If you take all the the Evan Ingram drops to picks, all the Evan Ingram drops in the Eagles game last year, you take all the, the Darius Slayton drop, we're probably a playoff team last year based off all those drop passes. So when a guy like Evan Ingram wants to come back, will I 
welcome him with open arms? Absolutely. I think in Dayball's offense, he he will move differently. But Slayton, that's a wide receiver three that I'm accepting of. That's not a wide receiver two. That's definitely not a wide receiver one. But he's also a fourth round draft pick. Why would you put wide receiver one expectations on him? Maybe it's that that rookie year he showed crazy promise and he caught the balls that he was expected to catch. It's like Quez Watkins where he's wide receiver three and we're all down on him right now, Mm -hmm. especially with the drop in the Super Bowl. But he's a six-round pick. You can't really expect (laughs) the fact that he is wide receiver three. And I know I've obviously said, like, I'm down on him, but the fact that a guy like that, like, Sometimes, you know, it's okay that they make mistakes. They're, they're picked where they were for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, Darius Slayton would be poor man's number two, good number three. Good number three. Can't be a number one. No. Giants have a huge need at wide receiver. We'll get into that later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Back to the Super Bowl. Yep. Keep us going. Yeah, keep us going. So it's it's fourteen seven right now, right? It's fourteen seven. Um, the Hurts fumble. There was a face mask call that they missed. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but an Eagles fan will always tell you that. No, don't I, believe it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll show you the picture right now. Oh yeah, you're gonna pull. You're gonna pull the receipts. Hey, guess what? There's I, a lot of shit. That, that I'll defend the refs here. Games. They probably were not even looking at his helmet area when the ball dropped. That's a face mask. Yeah. Right here. Is that Nick Bolton? That is Nick Bolton. Um, I like Nick Bolton a lot. Oh, he's a, gr- dude, he's a great player. But if literally, look. Yeah. Mitt is right there. Yeah. And that's fine that they missed it. I'm not saying like that results yeah. in anything. It sucks that it happened. He had, he had dropped the ball already. The ball was already dropped. The flag could be thrown for that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It doesn't matter. The Hurts fumble, that sucked. That was like, that was the momentum changer that made me say, damn, like, you just let the Chiefs in the game. That was yep. the crack that they needed that mm-hmm. they can go win this. When that happened, it was just like. It's a big turnover. Yeah. And it sucks because that was the one mistake that I can truly say he made on game. him all year, yep. all year. Don't don't he, don't all year he, me. Don't all year me. That he threw six picks this year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of them were, I wouldn't say, are necessarily on him. Mm-hmm. He didn't fumble the ball that much this year at all. Yeah, that was the first one where I I said that was genuinely on him where. And I know he was transferring the ball over, and yeah. he took the eyes off the ball drop. That's the first turnover all season I can say was truly on him. There's no, there's no. I can't even def- say, oh, it was this person's fault, this person's fault. There's no the pick, hands or butts. Like the picks, you could say on other people, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like wrong route, Jacksonville, for example. Drop. It's it's a hurricane. He's throwing the ball, bounces off. Oh, bounces up in the air off hands, turns into a pick. I cannot necessarily blame him for that. That was the first one. 
looking back on it, you see a face mask. Sucks. But that was the play that I said, oh, no. Like, they're in now. They got their turnover. All I said was, Mahomes has to make the mistake once you win the game. He makes that one mistake, you win. He didn't make that mistake. Jalen Hurts did. He played an all-time game against probably any other team. He probably wins Super Bowl MVP. You can't. You know, for, for me, you can't look at that pick he threw in the Super Bowl and say that that's not partially his fault. At least partially his fault. Jalen Hurts threw the pick in the. No, he didn't throw a pick in the Super Bowl. It's just the fumble. Mahomes threw the pick in the Super Bowl. No one. No, it's just the one fumble. What? What the fuck am I thinking about? Where there was a pick. Shout out Miller White. Nah, no. Thank you. The only turnover in the Super Bowl was the fumble. The other on Kansas City side was they hit off. The, it was the missed field goal that hit yeah, off the post. That hit off the post. That was that's not a Harrison Butker miss. Like I don't know how. Fun he fact: that. I was sitting there. I've done this twice all season. It was against Eagles, Arizona. I sat there looking at the TV, waving my arms like this, and he missed it. And then I sat there doing it for Harrison Butker, and he did it again. Me and Maddie chest bump. And that's when the Maddie chest bump? And that's when the beer spilled, and it Uh, went everywhere. But, nah, that, um, nah, the Hurts fumble sucked. Like, that was the crack that Kansas City needed to get into the game. Um, we got the ball back. Hurts Got a second rushing touchdown of the game, third overall, mm-hmm. right before half. Yeah. And then we stopped Pat Mahomes the one time. We were only able to get a field goal out of it. I think that was that um, bizarre sequence. Was that the one he came out of the game for the injury? No, 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 no. I think I might be thinking something else. Um, I thought that was before the half, though. It was before half. Was that the bizarre play that, um, no, it was the, where the refs ruled Devontae Smith's catch incomplete. It was the bomb. We ended up settling for three. But that's a, that's a second. I know for a fact second, but I think it was the third time that he's done that. He did it in the Giants game. He did it against, um, San Francisco. Yeah, he did it against San Francisco. He did it also against the Giants where he catches a ball. But he, in the rule book of the NFL, he didn't catch the ball. Like the Giants one came into his stomach, was out of his hands and out of his gut completely, hit the ground, rolled, He, and then they ran the hurry-up offense and they made sure it happened. Because even Devonta Smith in the Giants game was saying, like, let's get on the line because I did not catch that ball. Well, the, the one in the Super Bowl... It, I think it was an incomplete pass, personally. To me, the evidence, the ball moved too much. If the yeah. ball didn't move as much as, as much. it did, as the Eagles fan here, it would have been a catch. But the fact that ball almost did that, you know, yeah. I know you can't was, see the was, hand motions. It was, a, it was a turn, the turn but of the, the ball. The ball moved just too much where you can't even fault. You can't even be like, oh, the ref screwed us. No, like... If the ball didn't move, I would be like, if we got, oh, yeah. if if they still ruled that incomplete, I'd be like, there's not enough evidence. You watch that replay and you tell me there's enough, but the ball moved too much. They were able to do that. We ended up settling for three. It's twenty four fourteen. That's when I call you. 
calling you personally. I'm calling you because of the same thing in twenty the twenty eighteen Super Bowl mm-hmm. and against New England. I, I was on the phone with a friend. I was like, I gotta keep the tradition up. Called you, yeah. but I didn't feel good. I kept saying, "Here he comes! Here mm-hmm. he comes! Here he comes! Here comes Pat Mahomes!" And what did he do? He fucking Showed came the fuck up. And I was sitting. You called me. I'm sitting at my parents' house, drinking some beers, hanging. With, I had my son with me, and I'm like sitting there thinking, they have. Too much of a lead for me to be comfortable with. Hoping you guys lose. Obviously, I'm a Giants fan. You can have. You you could be up 28 to three, just like Tom Brady, and lose the game with Pat Mahomes. And and that as to credit, I will give you as an Eagles fan, as like a true purebred fucking Eagles fan. You refuse to let any kind of lead fault the fact that you, in the back of your mind, are like. They could blow this shit very easily. Like shit could happen, and and that leaves not no more. And that's the one thing I will one hundred percent give you credit for is like you like no matter how many people text us during the game. Oh, this is a blowout. Oh, this game this game doesn't mean shit. This game is boring. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You're gonna sit there and go. The game's not over. And that, and that's the same way I believed in the in the Giants game against the Eagles in the divisional round. People, I was at a party. People were going, "Oh, so what do you think about the Giants?" I'm in Giants hat, Giants jersey, Giants hoodie, Giants Giants everything. And they're going, "Oh, well, everyone's Eagles fans, obviously. I'm I'm from Philly territory ish. Everyone's going, "Oh, what do you think?" And I doubled down. At halftime, I said, "Hey." I will double or nothing bet you that the Giants could win this game. Like you, especially that that that's also an NFC East matchup. We see you guys twice a year. We know you guys better than most teams will know you. There's in NFC East football. You you if you're a true NFC East fan, you know that anything can happen in these games. Games can turn around in the flip of a switch. Did I go into that Super Bowl rooting for the Chiefs? Shout out Isaiah Pacheco, Vinland, New Jersey, stand up, bro. I played went, with this man's brother. Dead ass. Played with my little bro. They be ballers. But did I go into that game thinking, I think the Eagles are going to win this game? I did. I, I went in there thinking, if anyone's going to beat Pat Mahomes right now, it's that Philadelphia roster. And I've talked to you multiple times about how I'm a big fan of Hassan Reddick. I think he's a monster. Criminally underrated. He is criminally underrated. He's a monster. Did they have issues with the turf? Yeah. That's something you can't neglect. But both teams did, you know. Both, both teams, teams are playing on that same field, man. Like, that's the thing. Was there issues with the turf? Yeah. Do I think Hassan Reddick could have got better pressure if there was better traction on the field? Absolutely. But what did he do? He he fell. He slipped and slide. And the right tackle ended up just holding him in his own little world and creating this outcome that you, if you keep Hassan Reddick off the quarterback, 
you could win games. Is there many different things about that Eagles defensive front? Like, hey, Ndamukong Sue. Hey, you got Hargrave. Like, you got guys that can give pressure. But I think Hassan Reddick, and I told you about the Giants game, I said, watch Hassan Reddick because he's on Evan Neal. Evan Neal, obviously, not a great pass blocker. I think everyone that, as a Giants fan that's tuned in can understand. He can't really pass block. He can run block his ass off, but he's not a good pass blocker. So I was like, oh, Hassan Reddick. But then Hassan Reddick did it again against the 49ers. And then I was like, oh, he's just going to do it again in the Super Bowl. Like, he's just a monster that you can't stop. But he was held in check. The turf played a part. The The Chiefs right tackle played a part. You know, like, you guys got zero sacks. And that was... In the biggest game. And that was the kryptonite to your defense. You guys literally were third ranked in NFL history for sacks. Behind the 85 Bears and the 86 Bears. Or the 84 Bears. It was the year after or the year before. Honestly, I think we were... I think we just needed to record a a couple sacks in that last game against the Giants, and we would have broke the record. Yeah. I think we were honestly second. Well, you guys were also tied playing, for second. You guys were also playing against the Giants like third string players. Davis but, Webb, and we couldn't even sack him. And barely won that game. We weren't trying. Let's be real. Neither were we. If you look but, on that field and see who was on that field, we weren't. If trying you watch either. that game again. You notice we weren't aggressive, which we've been aggressive all year. Could have, could have really put the, the gauntlet down, but we, we settled for the field goals. But to all to that point, the second half starts, and the Chiefs get the ball. They come right down. Right I will, down I will, I will and, say personally, the Eagles defense didn't come out after half. And that they was just, my biggest fear that we went in the half and we weren't going to show up, and that's exactly what ends. They ends they up stayed happening. they stayed in the locker room. They didn't. They never. All put this their Jonathan imprint. Gannon tough guy stuff. I've been a Jonathan Gannon hater for two years. The happiest person alive that he is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I can't believe that they watched the Super Bowl at their own field and said, "He's our guy." Yeah, you you could say he only gave up 31 points. He had no answers for Pat Mahomes. He had no answers for anything in the middle of the field, which, if you're an Eagles fan, you know, was left wide open. Guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, this, that, and the other thrived in it. Pat Mahomes was able to run for big, big, big first downs. If you're going to leave the middle of the field open, you have to know that Travis Kelsey... The best pass catcher on that team is going to eat all over you. Because what are they going to see? They're going to see the middle of the field open on like two, three, four plays. And go, hey, Travis, just go up, run an eight-yard eight yard dig, and just sit there. That and... With, with the movement of Pat Mahomes getting in and out of the pocket and all, they're going to find you all day. And that's the thing about Pat Mahomes is if you're even a, a centimeter open... The man's going to throw the ball where it needs to fucking be. And let's be real. Juju Smith-Schuster is competent. Their running backs are competent. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. They take 
there's open spaces. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of in the second half of what you saw was, you know, hitting those spots. Yeah. And they came out. They had a nice drive to start the third quarter. They scored. We got the ball back. We settled for a field goal. And in a game like that, you have to be damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. You can't trade at seven for three. And we did. That that field goal was on the false start? Um, it was not on the false start. I think it was. Because it was like the third and 11 that you guys were facing, and then you guys false started and made it a third and 16. And then that, that bit yeah. off a bit more you can chew... And you were in their territory. Yeah, we got, and I remember screaming about that, saying, like, you knocked yourself out of field goal mm-hmm. range. Like, what are you doing? But, so we said. They ended up gaining the yards to get the field goal. And we got the field goal, but it sucked. You can't trade You, you can't not, trade a touchdown for a field goal in this game. A 3rd and 11 and a 3rd and 16 are a massive difference, especially in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. Especially with Pat Mahomes. Oh, well, yeah. But that leads us to the fourth quarter. They get the ball back. They come right down our throat. They're up. Now we're down. Mm-hmm. We're just up 24-14. or 28-27. And then we punt, which that was killer. People are saying we should have went for it. You can't. Part of me is like, you cannot go for it. Fourth and two in your own, on your yeah, own side of the field. You cannot do it. Obviously, we go for it. That was um, when Kadarius Tony had the monster punt return. Our special team showed up. Please, please, if, if anybody from the Eagles listens, please fire Michael Clay, please. Because our special teams has been a problem. A problem. I will say, as much as I hate Kadarius Tony. For what he did to the Giants. When he caught that punt and got out of that like four man scramble, which should have never happened. Never. But he not hit. saying Pat Mahomes doesn't drive him down the field, but the fact is, look look at the past Eagles season. If you watch game tape of every play, every time the Eagles special teams were out there, it was a problem. He hit the open field after that like four man scramble. He got out of that, backed out of it, and hit the hit the right side of the field. I'm like, go KT, go, go, go KT. I don't want you to score, but go, go. It would have been better go, if you just go, got in. Go, and I'm like, yo, just put the pedal to the metal. And then you also have to give credit on that drive to Jarek McKinnon sitting down at the one yard line. That touchdown. Just pisses me off because we were just so, so not even in the realm. Like, but what what I the did... fact that he gets wide open, going out to the sideline, there is no not a single person there. What I have seen, how though, stupid can you be? What I have seen though on on tape was that was a big thing. Was when you do that jet motion against the Eagles, it's a switch off, especially. Uh, predominantly in man coverage. But it's a switch off. The corner comes across and then looks at the safety and goes, this is your John. But they did the jet motion and then literally stop, snap the ball. And that safety can't come down to play man coverage on them yet. 
and that corner has already given off man coverage, so it's it's a free open in the flat that you can hit him, and it's a walk into the end zone. And that's the flaw with Jonathan in. It, like he was exposed in the Super Bowl, but it's as a true Eagles fan, I've been saying this for two years, mm-hmm. two years. The players this past season made him the head coach he is now. Yeah, it's not not his scheming. The players they at. If you if you take last year's roster, this year's roster, way better. The yeah. talent is astronomical. It's here, yeah. And you you look at that, and there you there's not you can't even defend it. It's mm. they don't blitz. He let the line rush the four man front. The four man front. The only difference is the talent was better. Hassan Reddick, for example, guys like Linval Joseph, Nadakamsu. Jordan Davis, second year of Milton Williams. Fletcher Cox had a resurgence year. Javon Hargrave had a career year. Josh Sweat had a career year. Brandon Graham had, arguably in my eyes, comeback player of the year. Year, mm-hmm. you know, like they all had great years. None of that has to do with what Jonathan Gannon. He stuck with his stubborn zone. Sometimes you can't play zone like that. That's why in the Super Bowl, middle of the field's open. The receivers are open. There's no one around, et cetera, et cetera. And when we all know who should have been comeback player of the year, it's Saquon motherfucking Barkley. I think Brandon Graham truly has a, a spot for that. I mean, oh yeah, he blew his Achilles out the previous year. You know, came back and played at a high level. But at the same time, you are right. Like Saquon had the, off that ACL. He had. He had. He just... Like he returned. Oh, he, he became the player he was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He showed those flashes of, like, like I will always run back to, what was it, week three or four. They ran a right side screen for Saquon Barkley. What did he do? He backed up, kind of like uh, Kadarius Tony did on the punt return. Backed up, switched the whole side of the field, and ended up gaining, like, 13, 14 yards. It, it, his vision was back. I, I was questionable, and me and you have talked about this multiple times. After the ACL, he that that year he came back and played. He wasn't nearly as patient. He didn't. He didn't seem that he just wanted to hit the hole immediately. This year, he brought back that patience, which I, that that's the big thing I was hoping out of Saquon. Was you bring back the patience to sit behind the line of scrimmage, and be like, you know what? Let me wait a minute. Let me let blocks develop. When he came back from the ACL, he just was blitzing holes, and you're like, man, you, you're not. No one will ever do it as great as Le'Veon Bell did it in the patience. But you need to be patient and let holes hit, especially when your offensive line is clearly interior. The interior, I, I believe in Evan Neal. I believe in Andrew Thomas. I really believe in Andrew Thomas. Evan Neal, I need to see him progress as a pass blocker. But the interior offensive line is dog shit. Like, I like Nick Gates. You can't be moving him from right guard to left guard to center to left guard to right guard. You can't just be moving him around like that and expect him to perform at a, at a stellar level. He can be a center. Can he be a guard? That's questionable. I don't think he can move like that after the broken leg. But you're like you're 
you need to be patient when your offensive line is just not that good. Is it hard to be patient because you're like, maybe this hole completely collapses? Yeah, but you have to let your offensive line do their work. If you're sitting back there and you get hit for a two-yard loss, is that going to show up on your stat sheet? Yeah. But are are the fans of the game, the people that watch the game, going to look at that and go, oh, well, the interior offensive line collapsed? Yes. Like, you got to make what you can, but also don't be too greedy by hitting this hole that didn't develop properly when you could have waited two, three seconds and let that hole develop and hit it for double the game, triple the game. Saquon Barkley should not be back to the Giants for anything over $12 million, and I will not. But that's that's Giants offseason. And next week, we're going to do a full dive State of the Union for both the Eagles, the Giants, and our offseason takes. Mm-hmm. But with that, the Eagles are down. They're losing. 35-27. 35-27. Nine minutes left in the game. Eagles take a drive. This was to me. Huge. To me, they used. They were huddling up. They were using a little too much clock. And we'll get into the ending. They get the ball back. They take a drive. They hit a nice shot to AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Gets him down. Hurts rushes in. That's number four for the day. All-time performance in the Super Bowl. Three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, four total touchdowns. He showed you exactly why, if it wasn't Pat Mahomes this year, number two in the MVP would have been him. 100%. Admittedly, Pat Mahomes had the numbers. He also wasn't had hurt. A, had a career year. He had a great year. Jalen Hurts should not have been the MVP. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes just had a flat-out better year statistically. Mm-hmm. Even if you account for Jalen Hurts' rushing stats, but in my eyes, Jalen Hurts means more to me and the Eagles than Pat Mahomes means to them. But I'm not a Chiefs fan. As an Eagles fan, to me, Jalen Hurts without him, uh, evidenced by Gardner Minshew's performance, as when he came in after Hurts got hurt, they couldn't do anything. Chad Henney against when he came in for his limited role, the offense moved, the ball moved. Didn't matter against Jacksonville, you know what I mean. So I think I think that's just the fact that Andy Reid is the best head coach in football. Agreed. Like if you can make a, a team move with Pat Mahomes and no weapons, move the way they move. You can put Chad Henney in there, and they can move the same way with the limited weapons they truly have. You like your running back. Your number one running back, Isaiah Pacheco. Shout out, Vinland. Shout out, shout out the game. Oh, late round pick. It's a seventh round pick. And you, you make him look the way he looks. Like, th- that's system, man. Like, that truly is system. And I think Pat Mahomes, even if they would have lowballed him on the offer that he accepted, which is the contract he's on, which is astronomical. Which they should have lowballed him. He still would have stayed mm-hmm. because he knows that the offensive play calling is the reason that he is the complete player he is. I think he can go to any team and make a huge difference with his legs, with his arm, with everything. He has a strong arm. He has accuracy crazy. He can no-look pass it. But with that system and him, 
interchange all his positions for anything you want in the NFL, he'll take them to the playoffs. Like oh, Pat Mahomes sure. alone can take that take that team no matter what how bad it is to the playoffs. Will he maybe if this team is terrible, maybe losing the wild card round or the divisional round? Yeah, probably. He could have taken Detroit. He could have taken the Jets. He could have took Detroit to the, probably the Super Bowl. <laughs> like truly, like that's like, how it goes back to what I is. said earlier. He is Houdini. You know, he, he's he's our modern-day Brady. And 100%. it doesn't matter the talent around him. He's he, the new era Brady. He can use his legs and extend plays and do yes, stuff with that. And but it's also like, that's, can that's make, the new NFL. But can also make me and you look good. Oh, yeah. You know? If like, I was running routes for him, I'd probably be a 1,000-yard receiver. And that takes us literally to the last drive of the Super Bowl that ultimately... Decide decides the game. Pat Mahomes. Shout out Chiefs. my boy James Bradbury. They drive down the field. It's a third. It's crucial third down. Run a passing play. Juju Smith Schuster. James Bradbury. Admittedly, in the regular season, it's a flag, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But what Bill Belichick taught his Patriots during the Tom Brady era and what is the truth, the refs, they they tend to eat the whistle so you can get a little aggressive. And, yeah, does he tug him and whatnot? Sure, but by ever so slightly. And they drop the flag that ultimately decides the game, gives Kansas City first fresh set of downs. They get a field goal, ultimately. They drop they dropped the gauntlet on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And Eagles fans, obviously, you know, not happy about that. They dropped the gauntlet. And the big thing, and this is a sentiment shared about a lot of non-Eagles fans, is you can't let a game that was 35-35, fourth quarter, number one versus number one, late game, you can't let it end that way. No, you can't. Because, yeah, Kansas City still probably gets their field goal. Mm-hmm. You rob the Eagles of the chance to come back and tie. And ultimately, as the game proceeded, the game was done. They ran the clock down. They kicked the field goal. We had our quick little end of the game. Hurts threw a bomb. He tripped on, He I think, stepped on Jason Kelsey. That's why the... The heave wasn't as far as it looked. A lot of people were saying his shoulder was cooked, but apparently he stepped on Jason Kelsey and the fell and ball. But yeah. the penalty—that's that's what the super the Super Bowl doesn't even I think will go down or be remembered as the mat the duel between Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. It's all gonna come down to that penalty, and people and like I know a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans were like, "We feel you." And admittedly, that penalty that Cincinnati Logan Wilson had against the Rams was worse than what James Bradbury did. Absolutely. And I'm not saying we got robbed because ultimately the defense didn't play well enough to win. But in a game that was the two top teams and tied end the game, obviously Kansas City hits their field goal. And they probably still would, but you cannot let that happen from an NFL standpoint. 
the fact that so many people are like up in arms like you can't let that happen you have the top people out there the top podcasters stop fat mcafee yeah you know like you You got people everybody you could possibly have out there saying like you cannot let this happen you cannot and they did there's a stat carl sheffers is like 16 and 7 now i guess 17 and 7 when he is refing a kansas city game Six and eight now, six and nine, refereeing in the Eagles game. You can't tell me if you, if there is ever an argument for any of that stuff. You can't tell me there wasn't some type of a agenda for that. Yeah, and it sucks because like you, you, I would have liked even as an I'm, I, like obviously I don't like the Eagles. Obviously I wanted the Chiefs like to a, win, like a chance to see what happens. I wanted to see what Jalen Hurts can Jalen Hurts go and take the team down to win the game. With that defense knowing that we can't let them get anything. It's not bend or don't break. It's don't bend at all. I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts take that ball with a minute 30 and no time. And see what he can do. No timeouts? Or do they use their timeouts after the penalty? Um, I think we had... I think we used all of our timeouts, so Before, we had none. You had none. I don't know. You had none Either left. way, we had but no no time no. left. A minute thirty. You know you got to run, hurry up. You know you got to try to get out of bounds. I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith try to take them down the field. Absolutely, and like we'll never know now. And like I'm not saying that the Eagles got robbed of a Super Bowl. They definitely didn't because they were up ten points, and the, they have the second largest. Um, choke job, and, yeah. and you know, like going into halftime, like ultimately your defense didn't show up in the second half, and it sucks. But at the end of the day, we don't know what could have happened. Even mm-hmm. if the, even if the Eagles go down and tie it up, then we have a an overtime matchup. That's the best outcome as an NFL an standpoint. Overtime matchup in the Super Bowl. The best two best teams of the best. And see what happens. And, and we get robbed of that. And it, yeah. ultimately, I'm not saying we didn't lose. We lost. We deserved to lose. We didn't play well defensively. But the <laughs> that that flag, we're going to be talking about that for months and months and months and months. Not because, even months and months and months. Years and years. Yeah. There's going to be a, a, a next year's Super Bowl. There's going to be a talk about, oh, well... This is a great Super Bowl, but the Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl, if that wasn't a flag. Or if that flag happens to the team that ends up losing, everyone's going to look back on this one. Mm -hmm. Or if there's a flag that wasn't dropped, and people are going to say, well, it was dropped here, why wasn't it dropped there? And it it puts. I I truly feel for the NFL refs because you have to run that shit on the fly, and you got to throw your flag or not throw your flag. At the end of the day, yes. If you do throw your flag on that play, you're going to have a meeting of refs and go, why'd you throw that flag? Oh, well, this and that. That has to be a conversation between all the all the refs on the field. Of like yeah. going, hey, was that truly a flag? I don't know. The NFL refs can throw a flag and then go, oh, there's no penalty on the play. Yeah, and I think what, what stings about it is that 
it came so late, the flag. Like, the yeah. play happened, and then the flag comes out. And you have Kansas City throwing up in arms about yeah. it. And I've seen so many years of, you know, quarterbacks bitching and complaining, throwing their arms up in the air to try to get a call. And that was just, like, what that was the icing on top of it, you know. But ultimately, that was the end of the Super Bowl. The Eagles lose. The Chiefs win. The Chiefs have now won two Super Bowls in the Pat Mahomes era. Eagles lost. They got there as an Eagles fan. Can't be mad with the year. Ultimately, you don't win, and a lot of people are going to be like, "If you don't win, it's a failure every year." For me, I'm, 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 the team I'm went nine. Part, and, of that, the, part of that belief for you guys. The team went nine and eight this past season, or the season pr- prior, and they went fourteen and three. They, that was a franchise record in wins. Granted, with an extra game, franchise you record in wins. Multiple games in this very season, but we're not going to talk about that. The Your quarterback. The Lions game you guys should have lost. But. No. Yes, I, be- I truly believe that. Jalen Hurts lost one game this year. He played at an MVP level when he before the shoulder injury and even yeah. after in the playoffs. Oh, no, he played, he played astronomically better than I expected him to play this year. And as an Eagles fan, that's all we can hope for. We'll obviously get more into that next week with the draft. But draft talk, offseason talk, Eagles, Giants, State of the Unions. But we um, we had a great year. You can't really – the outcome – yeah, we didn't win, but I'm sorry. There's a, there is a there is the 1% that thought the Eagles could go do it all. But 99% of the fans didn't, and mm-hmm. that's okay to admit. I was I was one of them as a diehard. I was like just just win ten games this year, get in and see what happens. Yeah, that my med, my benchmark that I told everyone, ten games is how what gets you in the playoffs. You win ten games, you win double digit games this year, go do it, go win a playoff game. And not only did we do that, we won against a Giants team. Who on in as an Eagles fan thought we could beat them, but that was the that was the most scared I was in the playoffs. The 49ers, pff, best defense. Pff, I, but it's an y- NFC and you go and beat East matchup in the playoffs. We've NFC, seen exactly NFC twice already. We've seen everything you guys have to hold, and you guys pulled shit out of the bag that I didn't expect you guys to pull. Yeah, NFC East matchup. In the playoffs, NFC matchups are always close. The Niners game, I was like, let, let's let see the this great team the 49ers are. And obviously, we won. And Jalen Hurts showed up. He did his thing. And to me, the season's not a loss because all the talk all offseason last year, Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. He isn't the guy. This, that, the other. Nick Sirianni, blah, blah, blah. Well, you just solved your problem. You have your quarterback. Back up the Brinks truck to his crib and give him all the money that you could possibly give him. Jalen, please, gonna... please do it. Throw us a bone. Jalen, please, next year, come out and be dog shit. Like, I, I, that's what I want from you. That's what Dimes is going to do. No. You guys are going to give $55 million a year, and he's going to walk in and be like, oh, I don't even care about you guys anymore. And just start throwing picks. Nah, one thing I've always said is all the kid's done is improve. He's had everything thrown at him, getting benched for Tua, 
you know, all that stuff and all he's done he's being doubted in the draft. Oh, teams will want – what about being a running back and sticking to his gun saying, I'm a quarterback. All he's done is improve. I've said that ever since the second we drafted him. He's a fighter. That, that was a great pick. I was literally one of probably the 13 fans out there that was happy we drafted Jalen Hurts. And I was a Carson Wentz homer. And the, and the fact that we drafted him, he's had his time to develop – and all of a sudden, now he's up here when he was down here. Yeah, absolutely. Nah. Like, he, I, I, as a Giants fan, will say he made tremendous strides this year. And I'm afraid if he makes strides even close to that. And he will. Going into next year. He will. Because that team even is going to be fucking dangerous for the next two years, maybe three. You're going to lose Kelsey at some point. You're going to lose Lane at some point. But can Jalen Hurts keep that team a cohesive unit? Can he be the leader that the next guy up, hey, you got to go out there and fight. You got to go out there and give it everything you have to be that guy, to, to show up in a, in a Super Bowl, in, in a playoff matchup, whatever it is. You got to go out there and fight for your right to be on this field. Hashtag shout out BC Boys. Shout out Beastie Boys. Not, I absolutely agree. And I think next week on episode two, yes, sir. the Dead End Boys, dead end we'll, boys. we'll get a little more into this. But ultimately, shout out to the Chiefs. Shout out to Big Red. You guys did it again. Big Red got his revenge. Can't, I, I can't even be mad. If, you know, if we were losing anyone else, I'd be mad. But we lost Andy Reid, who admittedly, I will. I've said this since the day we fired him. He needed to be fired to become the coach he was now. Mm-hmm. And, but I think yeah. he, I think he's also cemented himself. Oh, as one of the best head coaches of I'd all time. I'd say arguably time. best coach all, of all time arguably. now. Yeah, he's definitely like top three. Like, yeah, bro. He goes from franchise to franchise and just makes that shit fucking. The Chiefs when he went to the Chiefs. He'd be best coach of all time if he won it with the Eagles and then went to the Chiefs and won it. He went to the Chiefs. They won right a super talented roster. And right away. They had a good defense. Granted, they had a lackluster offense. They choked against Indianapolis his first year. but also, And I, I remember that specifically because the Eagles played the Saints in the playoffs. First year, Chip Kelly. They had the Chiefs-Colts game. And uh, they choked. And all the Eagles fans outside of the stadium were cheering. I'll never forget that. But, no, Andy Reid, shout-out to him. You know, they uh, they earned it. It was the best first best. Can't be, can't be upset. But we have a, a lot of fun to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Off-season, free agency. The draft. The draft, the aftermath. To talk about. But very much so to talk about. All I got to say is thank everybody who takes their time to listen. Yes, sir. I'm Ready Wop. Ando Fried. This is the Dead End Boys, and, you know, it's a great time talking about the uh, Super Bowl. Super that Bowl? ultimately wasn't an Eagles win, but, nah. Thank God it wasn't an Eagles win. I would have never lived it down. Definitely wouldn't have. Well, I saved myself a lot of money in tattoos. Yeah, yes, sir. But thank you guys again for listening. We'll see you guys next week. 
Peace Don't out. forget to like and subscribe. We're going to be doing this shit every week. Every Wednesday. Keep shouting out. Keep Coming loving. out Thursday. Keep loving the content, even if our content is garbage. Keep loving it. Thank you. All right, y'all. See you next week. Yep. Yeah.